Hey everyone, this is Nick from Tenacity.ai with my co-host Jason. Today we're going to dive into the second of our uh, series on FinOps best practices. So breaking down FinOps best practices, now we're going to talk about uh, collaboration and how you want to think about organizing uh, the team uh, and how to make that consistent, how to make it successful. So I guess, you know, Jason, just to, to start off when we talk about uh, building our FinOps team and ensuring that we have collaboration, there's a set of best practices around around doing this is more broad than certainly than uh, FinOps. What are the sorts of things that you think about in making a successful team, especially cross organizational team? Well, you know, one, it's it's um, I guess the first thing is that the when we're talking about collaboration, it's, it's important. Nick, you used to have like a really good way of, of talking about what, what you, you identify your teams, right? You identify the stakeholders they are going to be finance. There's going to be engineering or DevOps uh, procurement. There's going to be some executive stakeholders potentially. So it's mm -hmm. to identify that. But the, the most important thing in my mind is that this portion of it is intended to align everybody so that we're all talking the same language right um and that we're checking our egos at the door this is where i was bringing it back to how you used, used to have a meeting uh on a weekly basis where you, you you know that was the theme of the meeting you check your ego at the door you come in it's about working together it's about it's not about you did this you did that you can't do that anymore it's about right. getting the finance engineering yeah. teams on the same page so that we can have so that we can create and enforce a culture of accountability, which we talked about on our last session. Um, this is not about finger pointing. It's not about blaming. It's about getting everybody on the same page, speaking the same language and uh, optimize. And then obviously run, leveraging the true business value of the cloud. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I do have a set of meetings that I would run um, usually around trying to solve uh, some big problems. So think about um, uh, a really clear case that I think engineers will understand is technical debt meetings. And so when you're going into a room to discuss with a bunch of really smart people, technical debt, if you want to get the best answers and you want to have the most productive meeting, you got to tell the engineers to check their egos at the door. We don't care who caused it. We don't care whose code it was. We don't care. Um, you know, uh, about whose solution is the best or stupid or whatever. We want to actually create a space where everybody can, you know, discuss freely, throw ideas on the table, and nobody feels like they're being, you know, staked up to the wall. Um, and I think that's certainly true when you're building cross-functional uh, or collaborative teams across an organization. A, a good practice is to actually have a, a concept or a value around you know, the greatest ideas actually win when you're in the room and uh, you want a spirited culture of debate. You want productive conflict, not just conflict. You actually don't want uh, conflict that's going to hurt. You want productive conflict. The best way to do that is get everybody checked there. You at the door. We're not here to actually assign blame or, you know, call anybody out or, you know, I can't believe you did this. Uh, uh, you created this anomaly that cost us $10,000. If that's in your mind, when you're going to walk into that meeting, you're destroying all productive capacity of that team right. for probably the next 24 to 48 hours, because that's how long it takes to get that feeling of anxiety and anger out of your system. So uh, just get rid of all that. So that's, that's a, that's a good, just leadership practice. 
When I think in terms of like best practices around formulating this team, I think you hit on, you know, who you need on the team. I think the second thing is that you need to have a rhythm and ad hoc teams that meet whenever you guys decide to get together uh, or whatever, you know, whenever you all decide to get together is not going to work. You need to have a they defined rhythm. Things. Yep. Yep. You need to have a defined rhythm. It needs to have a frequency. It needs to have an agenda. Uh, it needs to have expected outcomes for every single meeting. And you want to be careful that it's not too frequent uh, or people will stop attending. You want to be careful that it's not too infrequent because uh, the same thing will happen. So uh, that's important. This can rhythm. be contextual to the organization as well, right? I mean, a company spending a few million dollars a year in cloud, right, is most likely going to want to meet at a more recurring pace than somebody who's spending 700K or 500K, right? So it can be contextual. And, you know, we, we t I typically re recommend to start out more frequent and move to infrequent as need to a less frequent schedule as needed. Um, it should be uh, uh, nothing probably really more granular than on a weekly basis for a team like this to meet, um, but can be expanded. Man, I, monthly is a long time. I think it has it's to be long. at least every it's too long. Yep. So it's, it's to me, it's a decision between is this every week or is this every other week? And uh, and then the length of the meeting obviously can be dictated on on what the size of the environment it is as well. But monthly is too long and daily is probably too short. Uh, time box that meeting, too. I mean, yes. long meetings don't are not more effective than short meetings. Short meetings are really, really effective. Um, stop wasting. Oh, and don't time. include everyone. Right. Right. Uh, how many times have we been on calls with like five extra people that have no relevant business being on a call? Not, not that you don't want to bring them along, but that's the reason what the reason for this team is to get the information to give those other stakeholders the visibility into it. Right. It's not a deep dive meeting. So concise, Four to five people. time boxed. What? Four to five people. Four to five people Four is to five the people. best. No more than eight. If you have more like than eight, you're not having a meeting. You're having yeah. a, uh, 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 what are they, uh, what do we call those small hands? <laughs> yeah, you're having all hands. What's the PC uh, term for, uh, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been in organizations where, uh, people, leaders value themselves by the size of their meetings. Um, very, very obvious. Um, uh, <laughs> not, not effective though. Bet on those so, plenty of times, Nick. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, so I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, the first sort of, thing that we talked about here is, is sort of obvious, right? You want to include the areas of the organization that, that need to be involved in decision-making and who can help mm -hmm. move the organization along. So um, it, again, it's, it's, it's the executive sponsor and it's whoever's actually, uh, uh, you know, manifesting or creating or pushing uh, the FinOps um, uh, organization within your organization. Sorry, losing the words to actually say this correctly. Uh, and make sure that you're pulling in the, the proper representatives, whether that's from engineering or finance or procurement, of course. So the second one, I think, you know, establishing a rhythm. We talked about uh, some of the, the things you want to think about there. Uh, you know, I, I agree with sort of more frequent. I would start with 
weekly. Do not allow it to be ad hoc. Define what you're going to report out. Time box even that. Okay. So when you step into a meeting uh, that's around an initiative like this, you want to you want to have a first five or ten minutes that's just reporting out the things you agree that you're going to report out on, mm-hmm. and um, you know you want that to be regular, concise, and drive conversation. Okay. Um, the third thing that we want to touch on that's important or a best practice here is that you want to agree on the data you will use to drive your decisions. Now, this can change. You, you can agree as a team to change that data, but you need to agree on the data you're going to use um, because sometimes that data can come into conflict. If, if engineering is using one set of data and finance is using a different set of data, and I'll use a classic example here that happens. I've seen it really happen. Engineering might be using data to drive and maximize savings every single month or in a given month while finance is trying to adhere to budget because they have predicted numbers they need to deliver. Those two things are at odds. So you need to agree on the data that you're going to use in order to drive decisions. And that's one simple example. So as a team, you're going to you're going to look for those and build those metrics. We'll talk about metrics in another episode uh, that you may want to use. Or you may want to report on. But the point here is the best practices agree on the data you're going to use to drive those decisions. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I could put it any better than that, Nick. I mean, it's if engineers are using one set of data from one system and finance is using a different set of data from another system, it's gonna be very hard to maintain a level of accountability, right? I mean, uh, systems, yeah, and and they should be tied as closely to the system of record as possible, right? And in, in the provider's cases, this is often a point of contention, the system of record is not what you see in the console as for example like aws the system of record is the cost and usage report which is where all the billing is um so it's important to to keep the the data set that you're going to use as close to the system of record uh as possible and if they're different it's going to be diff- it's going to be very difficult to maintain accountability and collaboration across the team awesome okay i think we wrap it on that note because i think i think we've summed it up and uh, hit on you know the best practices around collaboration. Uh, if you have any questions or you have any comments on this episode, uh, or or you know simply want to uh, ask a question for a future episode, head out to Reddit uh, to our subreddit slash r slash cloud cost optimization. Uh, also hit us up on tenacity.ai. You can download the cloud cost optimization handbook uh, or book a demo on the platform. Uh, appreciate appreciate you all turning in. Uh, see you next time.